Chapter 28 The Changes of Life. If you want illustrations of the changes of life, turn to this wonderful book of poetry, The Sacred Scriptures, and there you will find metaphors piled on metaphors. First, you will find life compared to a pilgrimage by good old Jacob in Genesis 47 9. That gray headed patriarch, when he was asked by Pharaoh how old he was, replied, The days of the years of my pilgrimage are an hundred and thirty years. Few and evil have the days of the years of my life been, and have not attained unto the days of the years of the life of my fathers in the days of their pilgrimage. He calls life a pilgrimage. A pilgrim starts out in the morning, and he has to journey many days before he gets to the shrine that he seeks. What diverse scenes the traveller will behold on his way! Sometimes he'll be on the mountains, later he will descend into the valleys. At one time he will be where the brooks shine like silver, the birds warble, the air is balmy, the trees are green, and luscious fruits hang down to gratify his taste. At another time he will find himself in the arid desert, where no life is found, and no sound is heard except the screech of the wild eagle in the air, where he finds no rest for the sole of his foot. The burning sky is above him, and the hot sand is beneath him. He finds no shade from trees, and no house where he can find rest. Later he finds himself in a sweet oasis, resting himself by the springs of water, and plucking fruit from palm trees. One moment he walks between the rocks in some narrow gorge where all is darkness. At another time he ascends the hill of Misa, then he descends into the valley of Baca. Later he climbs the hill of Bashan, a high hill as the hill of Bashan. Psalm 68, 15. And then, going into a den of leopards, he suffers trial and affliction. Such is life, ever changing. Who can tell what may come next? Today it is fair, but the next day there may be thunderstorms. Today I may lack nothing, but tomorrow I may be like Jacob, with nothing but a stone for my pillow and the heavens for my curtains. Genesis 28, 18. What a happy thought it is, though, that while we don't know where the road winds, we know where it ends. It is the straightest way to heaven to go round about. Israel's forty years of wanderings were, after all, the nearest path to Canaan. We may have to go through trial and affliction. The pilgrimage may be a tiresome one, but it is safe. We cannot trace the river upon which we are sailing, but we know it ends in floods of delight at last. We cannot track the roads, but we know that they all meet in the great metropolis of heaven, in the center of God's universe. May God help us to pursue the true pilgrimage of a pious life. In Psalm 90, we have another picture of life in its changes. We spend our years as a tale that is told. Psalm 90, 9. David understood about tales that were told. I dare say he had been annoyed by them sometimes. There are professed storytellers in the East who amuse their hearers by inventing tales such as those in that foolish book, The Arabian Nights. When I was foolish enough to read that book, I remember sometimes you were with fairies, sometimes with genies, sometimes in palaces, and sometimes you went down into caverns. All sorts of strange things are conglomerated into what they call a tale. Now, says David, 
we spend our years as a tale that is told. There is nothing as wonderful as the history of the odds and ends of human life. Sometimes it is a merry rhyme, and sometimes a dreary subject. Sometimes you ascend to the sublime, and then soon you descend to the ridiculous. No one can write the entirety of his own biography. I suppose that if the history of a man's thoughts and words could be written, the world itself could hardly contain the words that should be written, so wonderful is the tale that is told. Our lives are all unique, and much of, might be said, must seem strange to us. Our life is as a tale that is told. We get another idea from Isaiah 38.12, Mine age is departed, and is removed from me as a shepherd's tent. The shepherds in the east build temporary huts near the sheep. The huts are soon removed when the flock moves on. When the hot season comes, the shepherds pitch their tents, and each season has its suitable position. My life is like a shepherd's tent. I have pitched my tent in a variety of places already, but where I will pitch it in the future, I do not know. I cannot tell. Present probabilities seem to say, Here shall I make my settled rest, and neither go nor come, no more a stranger or a guest, but like a child at home. Footnote These lines are based upon a hymn by Isaac Watts, 1674 to 1748, that begins with, My shepherd will supply my need, based upon Psalm 23. However, I cannot tell, and you do not know the future. You have been opening a new shop lately. You're thinking of settling down in trade and managing a thriving concern. Don't paint the future too brightly. Don't be too sure. Someone else has been engaged in an old establishment for a long time. Your father always carried on business there, and you have no thought of moving. Here you have no abiding city. Your life is like a shepherd's tent. You may be here, there, and almost everywhere before you die. It was once said by Solon, No man ought to be called a happy man until he dies. That's because he doesn't know what his life is to be. However, Christians may always call themselves happy people here, because wherever their tent is carried, they cannot pitch it where the cloud does not move and where they are not surrounded by a circle of fire. For I, saith the Lord, will be unto her a wall of fire round about, and will be the glory in the midst of her. Zechariah 2, 5. They cannot dwell where God is not householder, protector, and fortress of salvation. All my ways shall ever be ordered by His wise decree. Footnote. These lines are from a hymn by John Ryland, 1753-1825, that begins with, Sovereign Ruler of the Skies. I know that my tent cannot be removed until God says, Go forward, Exodus 14:15, and it cannot stand unless He makes it firm. If any who are God's people are going to change their condition, if they are going to move out of one situation into another to take a new business or move to another county, you do not need to fear. God was with you in the last place, and He will be with you in this new situation. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. Isaiah 41, 10. There is a frequently told story of Caesar during a storm. The sailors were all afraid, 
but he exclaimed, Fear not, you carry Caesar and all his fortunes. It's the same with the poor Christian. There is a storm coming on. Fear not, you are carrying Jesus, and you sink or swim with him. Well, may we say, Lord, if you are with me, it doesn't matter where my tent is. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. Psalm 139, 8. All must be well, even if my life is removed like a shepherd's tent. Our life is also compared in the Psalms to a dream. If a tale is strange, certainly a dream is more so. If a tale is changing and shifting, what is a dream? As for dreams, those meanderings of the nighttime thoughts, those revelries of the imagination, who can tell what they consist of? We dream of everything in the world, and a few things more. If we were asked to tell our dreams, it would be impossible. You dream that you are at a feast, and behold, the food changes into a pegasus, and you are riding through the air, or you are suddenly transformed into a morsel for a monster meal. That's how life is. The changes occur as suddenly as they happen in a dream. People have been rich one day and have been beggars the next. We have witnessed the exile of monarchs and the flight of a king. In another direction, we have seen a man who is neither reputable in company nor honorable in station, exalted to a throne in a single step, and you who would have shunned him in the streets before were foolish enough to crowd your thoroughfares to stare at him. Such is life. Leaves of the Sibyl were not more easily moved by the winds, nor are dreams more variable. Footnote. In Greek mythology, one story about the Sibyl was that she had the gift of prophecy. She would write her prophecies on oak leaves and put them in order. However, if the wind blew the leaves out of order, she did not put them back in order. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Proverbs 27, 1. How foolish are those men who desire to pry into the future! The telescope is ready, and they are looking through, but they are so anxious to see that they breathe on the glass with their hot breath, and they fog it over so that they can discern nothing but clouds and darkness. Oh, you who are always dreaming up evil monsters from the deep unknown, and foolishly troubling your mind with your imagination, cast aside those figments of your imagination, and begin to rest on never-failing promises. Promises are better than premonitions and predictions. Trust in the Lord, and do good, so shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed, and dwell therein for ever. Psalm 37, 3, 29. What is to be the end of this life? We read in Samuel that we are as water spilt upon the ground, which cannot be gathered up again. 2 Samuel 14, 14. Man is like a large icicle that the sun of time is continually thawing, and that will soon be water spilt upon the ground which cannot be gathered up. Who can bring back the departed spirit? or inflate the lungs with a new breath of life? Who can put vitality into the heart and restore the soul from Hades? No one. It cannot be gathered up. The place shall know it no more forever. Psalm 103, 16. But here a sweet thought captivates us. 
This water cannot be lost, but it will descend into the soil to filter through the rock of ages, at last to spring up as a pure fountain in heaven, cleansed, purified, and made as clear as crystal. On the other hand, how terrible if it would seep through the black earth of sin, and hang in horrid drops in the dark caverns of destruction. Such is life. Make the best use of it you can, then, because it is fleeting. Look for another life, because this life is not a very desirable one. It is so changeable. Trust your life in God's hand, because you cannot control its movements. Rest in His arms, and rely on His might, for He is able to do for you exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. Ephesians 3, 20.